Welcome to Nerds Are Us. This is your host, Ready Set Gomez, alongside Knockout Tunes and special guest demonologist Jenna Perry. What's going on, guys? Hey. Not much, not much. So, Jenna, I got a got a couple couple of uh, questions for you. Couple, couple, couple. <laughs> um, Dude, if I can't I edit in, problem. if I can't edit in fucking Elmer Fudd, I'm gonna be so disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> um. So I would like to know, first of all, are you in a cult? Um, do you hex your exes? And how is Elvis? How is Elvis? Yeah. Um, you know, I haven't personally talked to him, but I think I'm going to try now. I've like not thought about him. But now that you say that, I'm going to try to connect with him. Um, I haven't. I'm trying to think, have I hexed any of my exes? Oh my god, that's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> she had to think about it. Okay, so, um, no, no. No question mark? Okay, I have a no. follow-up question. Mm-hmm. Um, have you met, so he went with House Elvis, have you met any celebrity ghosts in your ventures? <laughs> no. That being said, we haven't gone to any investigation spots where there would be fair enough a celebrity ghost i mean usually the places we go we're contacting you know with spirits that have a <clears throat> connection to that place to the land to gotcha. uh, yeah so you know maybe if i went to like the toilet that elvis died on maybe i'd connect with elvis but fortunately for me i haven't i haven't had I that experience that- I forgot Elvis died on the toilet. And yeah. I feel like that's just like one shitty way to die. So when you say they, um, I know you work with a team. Who else is on the team and what do they do? Uh, there's a few people. We have a celebrity, Martin Kleba from Pirates of the Caribbean. And the show Scrubs. He's in quite a few things. We have. Fucking love Scrubs. Who doesn't love scrubs? Because you're like, if no, you don't it's, love it's actually the most accurate representation of a hospital setting on television. I don't know if you're aware of that. Um, is is it and life? It really or, is. Um, I, yeah, um, and we have our team leader Frank Frank, who's um been in the industry for like 32 plus years, who's brilliant. And then we have Bullfrog, Benjamin. I know, I know Bullfrog. Yeah, everybody knows Bullfrog. I worked with Bullfrog, Bullfrog. at um, Mountain Valley Integrated Solutions back in oh, those nice. times. He came back and then I left. Oh. I was like, yeah, I'm out. I'm out of this place. <laughs> well, there's him. And we all are like so different. And it makes the team dynamics so cool. We're such a tight-knit family um and we all have our own vibe and it's like i said it's so different um we all bring such like a unique thing to the table and just makes the team just absolutely fucking awesome (laughs) honestly i just love these guys they're amazing what would you say is like the biggest hurdle that you have filming this process? (sighs) Uh, 
getting used to being on camera, you know, like we're not actors. We are paranormal investigators. So for Frank and Martin, Frank has been an actor for years and years and years. Martin's an actor. Bullfrog and I are not. Um, though Frank's a paranormal investigator and been in this industry for a long time, he's an actor as well. And I don't know. Oh, like he's been in a ton of stuff and he was a stunt driver for Fast and the Furious. Like he's just been in a shit ton of stuff. And so for Bullfrog and I, like getting used to having a camera follow you around on these investigations was like really different for us. Um, it was jarring and, you know, to like have to give a shit as a female and as the only female on the team, like, Oh man, I hope my arms don't look fat or like, you know what I mean? Like about the dumbest (laughs) shit. Like, and I'm not one of those females that's like, Oh my God, I hope I don't have a muffin top. I'm like one of those females that's going to like overanalyze how weird my ears look like the dumbest shit. And it's just like so bizarre to have your face on camera and then to have to go back and watch it. You know, it's like it's a weird feeling to get used to for sure. So when you're recording and stuff like that, you and Bullfrog, do you like feel like you're kind of like 70s porno corny kind of thing? Like, um, no, I don't like awkwardness and shit. You know, I don't think so because we kind of just do our job. Like, this is our job. It's not like a show. Like, we're a show. It's we're doing a job and they're making a show out of that. It's not like they're making a show. It's they're just following us doing our thing. So, I mean, the only awkward thing is us just being awkward people in general. And having to get used to that being filmed as I tick out right there (laughs) (laughs) as my Tourette's acts up. Um, So that's about it. Now, has that ever happened to you on screen, like while you're recording? 100%. Yeah. And and have they kept it in (laughs) post-production? You know, I don't know yet. I haven't seen the first episode yet. It's not released yet. I don't know what they're going to do with it. We did have a long production and I had a long talk at first and I was like so I don't know if you're gonna edit out my tics or not um (laughs) like I don't know if you're gonna be able to or how that works and the thing that's so awesome about my team and production is they were like Jenna like you're awesome and like screw what anyone thinks and this is something that like isn't your fault it's ptsd induced it's from something that happened to you that's not your fault like you should bring awareness to it and not trying to cover it and you know i I definitely think that's beautiful that they go that route so supportive of it i remember the first time i told them after like i was brought on to do the show i didn't even think about it at first and then i had to like contact production two weeks after they brought me on and was like, Oh shit. I forgot to tell you guys. I have a form of Tourette's. Yeah. How do you do that? By the way. Yeah. Thinking they're going to like drop me. And they were like, no, I remember Frank being like, girl, we all have our own thing. And like, you're great. 
and let's bring awareness to it. And I was like, I remember like it bringing tears to my eyes because it's like, it's not something I can control. It's not my fault. You know what I mean? And so I just remember feeling so empowered and I remember trying to hide it at the beginning of all of this and like any appearances we had. Um, and now I just kind of roll with it. Like if it can be like skipped over, then we skip over it. And if it's something where like people can hear it or we're live or whatever the case may be, then I'm just like, oh shit, that's my Tourette's. Like we'll go into investigations a lot. It'll act up a lot on investigations because um, there's a lot of energy. It's high energy when I'm anxious. It'll kick up a lot. And I'll have to look at people and be like, sorry, I have Tourette's. And they'll just look at me and like cock their head sideways and be like, hmm, how does that work? <laughs> and, you know, like I'll have to answer questions about it. But now I'm getting used to doing that. So. That's amazing, honestly. And it really drives home what you said earlier that you guys are like a small knit family. And totally. I feel yeah. like that kind of was their proving uh, grounds to prove that like they cared about you. They wanted you specifically on the show and yeah. that just like hammered it home for you. And I think that's great. Definitely. They're so, so supportive. And like, they tell me all the time, they're like, there's nobody weirder than you, but we love you. Like they super embrace me and we super embrace each other. So uh, my family just tells me I'm weird. Well, <laughs> I just got to use coffin. I know that's bizarre. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, wait, a used coffin. Yeah, sorry, the coffin part caught me off guard, and then I heard used, and I'm like, okay, wait. Okay, so... I'm a collector of weird items. Okay. And I bid on this coffin that had been like washed up in a flood hundreds of years ago. And I won, <laughs> and I'm so excited because. Man, I just love anything. Like I that. feel like that just like is an opening to a horror movie right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You should see my bedroom. It's like, it's a horror movie in itself. Like I love. <laughs> Are you asking for like spirits? Yeah, I, I think that's exactly what she's trying to go for. Kind of. Yeah, I mean, I love, I love messing. I love, I don't know, just the energy. I mean, I love, man, I just think it's so cool. Like to know that there was that much energy in there at one point you know what I mean it's I I just the whole reason I do this is I just want to know the answers get as close to the answers as to life and death as possible I mean I think that's why my whole team does this and I just am constantly pushing the boundaries to that I guess but anyway I won my coffin and that's pretty cool Merry Christmas to me. yeah um yeah. Merry Krampus um yeah. <laughs> so what would you say was like your biggest inspiration um, of getting into this? Like what kind of opened your eyes to this whole world? Uh, there's a couple things. Um, my biological father was a pretty dark guy. Um, he had some weird attachment things going. I grew up in a pretty bizarre way. Um, a dark, kind of a dark cloud, I guess you could say, uh, surrounding my father my family a little bit uh just a dark man I don't know if I always kind of hmm, was drawn to the darker side as like a way to connect to him because he was never there growing up um I don't know I I think maybe I felt 
a connection to him by like pushing those boundaries and like trying to be more like him. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my, my grandmother and on my mom's side and my mom are, were and are incredibly spiritual people. I grew up uh, constantly hearing about death and the other side. And my grandmother would openly talk about communicating with the dead and um, was so superstitious. Um, I remember like breaking a mirror and her freaking out, telling me that the dead can come through now that I've opened a portal and like genuinely believing that I just opened a gateway and my mom always believing that my mom um, and still to this day, believing that my mom has some sort of, I I don't know if you can call it psychic ability, but um, she's brilliant. I mean, it's so weird how my mom can predict these things that happen. And it's just, so I always grew up in this super bizarre way, even though we called ourselves Catholics, um, it was just very, very strange. And I grew up constantly researching death and religion and spirituality and demonology and paranormal. And I would read and read and read about it and watch it and write about it. And I mean, you name it, it was my whole life. I definitely think it's a thing that's passed down from generation oh, yeah. to generation. On both yeah. of our sides, my mother's and my father's, uh, my grandmother was a Santeria. And on my mom's mm-hmm. side, um, with myself included, like, we'll have premonition dreams mm-hmm. to where, like, people will die. And I'll literally call her up and be like, have you talked to this person? And what did you dream last night? Because see, I never uncle so-and-so is just in this dream and my teeth were falling out yeah Um, i never had dreams like that but i was always as a kid and i don't know if i was just more susceptible to it um it kind of just started after like my grandfather passed away i remember Mm -hmm. specifically like him visiting me in my dreams like a lot when i was younger and i i think that it was a lot to do with the fact that i didn't really understand death back then um i didn't understand why he was gone and like how somebody could die. Um, and I feel like part of it is like the scientist in me is like, oh, it was just my brain like trying to uh, make best of a situation that I didn't understand. But like, yeah, I, yeah, yeah a coping mechanism. mechanism. But like, yeah, I as a person that. know for a fact that there's been times where like I've reached out to him about certain situations and he's answered me. And yeah. I, I've always been in tune with it. Like, um, when I was little, I used to get like really bad where like I'd start tearing up whenever I even mentioned like ghosts or any supernatural occurrences. Like it would just send like this shockwave of emotions. Like I could feel everything that they're feeling. And um, it kind of it hasn't dissipated, but it's more like um, I can feel like energies in a room now. And I'm not calling myself like a ghost expert or anything like that because I'm definitely not. But I feel like I'm more in tune with my spiritual side than most people. When's your birthday? January 29th, 1996. I was born on the 
uh, wolf moon, and my father was born on the hunter moon, and my okay, so that would make sense as to why you feel energy more. Yeah, um, my um, full name's Hunter Wolfgang Gomez, and that wasn't like on purpose. That was just like a weird, weird fucking situation coincidence. Like yeah. I'm, I'm really huge into numbers. Like, um, I was born at eight twenty one p.m. at eight pounds and twenty one inches, and those numbers add up to twenty nine. Huh, that's really cool. Just um, so I mean, yeah. So I'm a cancer. So I'm I consider myself a high functioning empath. I like I sense energy, all energy. Um, I get really sick from energy. Like I'm starting to finally like figure it out and get in tune with it. Um. Like the first investigation I ever did with the team, I walked into the building and instantly was like, I'm going to puke. I'm going to puke. I'm going to throw up. And, and like we were, they were all kind of laughing. And I was like, they're going to think I'm this huge pussy. Like I can't hang. And that like I can't like deal with the spiritual energy. But it wasn't the spiritual energy. It was the people. Because I was there with so many paranormal investigators and we're, we all have our like own energy, right? Like this big energy. And it made me so sick. Um, like it's not just spiritual energy that I sense really easily. Like I sense um, electrical energy. Like I can walk into a bar of a hundred people and like instantly hone in on one person and be like, their energy, like it's intense. Um, so it's something that like I feel makes me really good at investigations. I've been really learning how to like, like I said, hone in on that um, and listen to it and be intuitive. And I'll like walk into an investigation lately and be like, well, here, right here, there's something. It feels like a portal. Like I sense this crazy amount of energy. And like, sure enough, somebody will tell me later on after speaking with them like oh yeah right here in this spot is where we get our most activity Hmm. um yeah so it's something that I've been really like excited about um but I mean that just being everybody's like I'm an empath I'm an empath like really listening to that and focusing on that is like so life-changing it's crazy So, well, I wanted to touch on something that was actually a <laughs> kind of a funny story that um, Hunter had got involved with, and it was like when I first met you and everything like that. Oh, Jesus. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Hunter, do you want to take the wheel? Um, okay. I mean, I, were, were we taking the wheel with this? Were we going to go into that? Yeah. Well, now you kind been, of have yeah, to. Yeah, I mean, so. yeah, I guess so. Um, so I got a call from my grandmother, who is, like, very religious. I love her dearly. Yeah. Um, she means mm-hmm. well. And right. she gives me a call, and her and my brother don't really talk, mind you. And she's like, have you spoken with your brother lately? And I'm like, uh, yeah. He was just, like, sending me, like, his, his portraits that he's working on. Like, he's working on art and commissions and all of that. Um, why do you ask? And she's like, my friend told me that he is in under the veil and talking to these people that are <laughs> um, 
in touch with the devil and i'm just like mm -hmm. uh okay grandma i don't know what you're talking about but i like i'm dealing with like my car right now i'm in the garage i don't know what you want me to tell you but he's fine like i literally just talked to him there was no mention of the devil um and like it was just it was just a weird fucking situation i'm just like okay that's that's odd um yeah. meanwhile i was in the bath and i was bathing in blood, blood. so anyways <laughs> Um, it w which is kind of weird because I had no idea that there were um, places in this area that do have that sort of paraphernalia, I guess you can call it. Like, there's a place in Peru mm -hmm. that I had no mm -hmm. idea about. Um, it, I don't know. It was kind of off-putting at first because it was just like, oh, okay. Is she talking about me? Yeah, she definitely was talking oh, yeah, about you. She, um, so her friend said that you sold her some crystals um to cleanse yeah. her house which like okay if you're no. religious first off why are you buying crystals because like you're totally also, going against the bible do i look like i need to sell somebody crystals like i'm not trying to be mean but like no. dude i feel get like them at the gem shop yeah like, i don't have time for that <laughs> shit and, and like this is no this is no like um hate towards the person that's at the gem shop but yeah. like i feel like you can smell those type of people that sell gems and you're definitely oh, not yeah. one of those people. Um, so, like, okay, so let me clear this up. First of all, like, anyone who comes to me needing help, like, first of all, I don't really fuck with crystals. Like, I don't care. I think I've given, like, one person crystals, and that was my cousin, and they were in my house because I didn't want them. I don't really fuck with crystals. Um, I have other things that I arm myself with for protection. I don't, I don't fuck with crystals. I have herbs and stuff like that. Um, I take the more witchy route. Like I don't, I'm just not a crystal person. So like your story is not even credible. Get it right. Um, <laughs> if you're gonna if you're gonna like make a rumor about me like come on yeah i thought it was like just really intriguing yeah. i was like make okay it more bloody and dark and then like it'll be more believable i did no, like really get taken aback because she's like oh yeah she found this uh satan shop in peru and i'm like all oh, right no nah, there's no um, way that there's a satan <laughs> shop and then i looked it I up and i couldn't find yeah. anything on it and then i looked it up on facebook and there's literally a fucking shop that has the black goat on it and everything and like oh no i was shit. like uh okay, okay. So no shit I it's real don't fuck with anything satanic like i don't i yeah you mentioned that you were raised catholic like it's a spiritual I thing a cross catholic. i have a tattoo of a rosary on my hand um like a lot of what i do is religious based that being said I don't classify myself as a Catholic. I do a lot of witchcraft stuff, I guess you could consider it. A lot of it's just herbal. Like, it's not even considered witchcraft. Um, everything I do in my life comes from a basis of my higher power. Literally everything from my God. You can talk about your God and what your God means to you, but everything I do comes from my God and my energy. I do not conjure anything dark. I don't um, practice black magic. Don't get me wrong, motherfuckers. I know how. Don't get it twisted. 
Um, so if you grab my ass at the bar, I'm gonna let you know that she has hexed her bloodline. <laughs> <laughs> like a, she just went Mother Sharoni from holes on you. You touched her ass, but, and your whole family is cursed. But like, I don't, I don't fuck with the dark side. I don't. Like, so you're saying every- that like you're like basically like an innocent Catholic girl, but you definitely would be on the pyre for witchcraft back in the day. I'm just 100% <laughs> like I I know my shit. Yeah, which is isn't a bad like, thing. You you have to right. acknowledge like, that there's I a dark can... side if you're going to be a part of the light side. I'm a dark girl. Like I'm not saying I haven't done dark stuff. Um I definitely nothing to do with Satan for God's sakes. Like but um I'm an adult now. Like I, I let love and light in, you know what I mean? And when we go to these investigations, I try to help people and I call myself a demonologist and I'm called a demonologist by other people because I'm trying to help you get rid of that dark energy. I'm not trying to bring that dark energy in, you know what I mean? Um, trying to get rid of it and I'm trying to use my knowledge to help you get rid of it. That's all I'm trying to do. And I get, and I get asked that question all the time, all the time. And I've gone to investigations where people are like, but did you bring the darkness with you? Motherfucker, what? Why would you like, do That's what? so counterproductive. <laughs> like, yeah, like, I'm just going to make I- my job yeah. harder. Like, that's like yeah. me clocking into work and I bring the customers yeah. with if me. Anything, <laughs> if anything, I'm bringing, if anything, I'm bringing your darkness home. I'm putting my ass at risk right on mm-hmm. this investigation where I could be bringing that darkness from your home or this investigation home with me to help you. So you know? that's kind of the perfect segue into something Spencer wanted to um, talk about. I don't know mm-hmm. if you remember Spencer, oh, the yeah, Hollywood comparison. Oh, hey Spencer. Yeah. I, I feel like I kind of just took over. Or you, you're just yeah. so in, yeah. impressed with uh, Jenna's answers that you might not be able to come up with anything because she's <laughs> been phenomenal so far. I say so oh, far because people can totally fuck up and be like, oh, the Holocaust wasn't real or something and ruin the podcast. <laughs> but, Whoa. The earth is flat. Yeah, the earth is flat. And um, there's lizard people <laughs> among us. Well, that might be true, but... Um, <laughs> um <laughs> But Spencer, when she was bringing up the whole um, bringing the darkness home with her, that like brought up the conjuring in my mind, like right away. Yeah, definitely. And I was I immediately thought of Annabelle and um, how the people in the conjuring. I can't remember their names right now. I know that it's Patrick Wilson. Um Okay. Are you talking about the real people, the famous demonologists, which the movie's based off of, Ed and Lorraine Warren, who are my idols, which is there we go, the Warrens, is, which yeah, is okay. why I so, do yeah. this because they, I mean, if, if ever I could go back in time and meet anyone they're deceased now, but that would be who I would meet. But yeah, what about them? Um, how close to reality is it? when you're doing like a ghost hunt or you're dealing with something dark? Uh, I can speak from my own experience. I know my teammates have all uh, had experiences as well where we have all brought shit home. 
Oh, God. Yeah, I mean, there have been times where I'll wake up and hear somebody laughing in my ear. My arm will get yanked over my head or where you just know immediately you'll leave an investigation. You're like, this motherfucker came home with me. Um, We take certain precautions where we try and cleanse ourselves. I do things. um, Again, I come from a very... uh, I wouldn't say witchy necessarily. I don't even know what I do. I guess I kind of mix a few different religious backgrounds in there, but I do uh, some practices where I ground myself, it's called, where I'll, um, after an investigation, I, I will physically stick my feet in the earth and I will let it all go, I guess. And I will expel, I feel, anything that I have taken with me and I'll let it out through my toes, my fingers, my vagina, my head, like I'll let that energy out. And if I don't, that can be dangerous. We have some uh, herbs that we burn, um, just ways that we protect ourselves. Now, the um, uh, putting your feet in the earth, and correct me if I'm wrong, mm-hmm. I could totally be just wrong about this entirely. But is that yeah. a druid practice, if I'm not uh, mistaken? I, it, it is, but also, uh, yeah, I mean, it's a Wiccan thing. It can be... I mean, for me, it just is a personal thing. It's how being an empath, being a cancer, being uh, somebody who, I mean, I have to connect with nature, right? Like I have to let that out, that energy that I feel, I take it with me after an investigation. I can't let it go. And that's the only way for me personally to let that energy go. Um, Is it because of like, an electrical feeling that you have it's because of a spiritual feeling that i have Hmm. um it's my way of telling whatever this is multiple things whatever the case may be um that i'm letting go of it that like that's it i'm you know it's my woosa (laughs) like you're out you're out you're out motherfucker i'm letting this energy go you're out of my body um there have been times where like I mean I haven't been with the team long but in that short period of time like I've been touched I've been not just touched but like I talked about on the live and stuff there's an investigation where like I heard this voice thing in my ear and I felt its breath down to my bones it's cold it felt like it gave me a heart attack in the moment and that thing came home with me and It's scary shit. I don't think you ever get used to it. You can be the most badass ghost hunter ever. And, you know, you try to protect yourself from it, but sometimes you can't. And and I've had way darker shit than that come home. Like, I, with me for whatever reason, not from an investigation, just something personal. Um, And I think my, all of my team has been affected by that stuff. And you do your best not to take it with you, but sometimes it doesn't work like that. I work with a shaman, another demonologist, a medium. I've really been working on uh, bindings, banishing, um, exorcism stuff. I was like, actually going to bring that up, um, like what your um, what your capabilities are. Um, not like thinking that like you're a superhero or anything, um, but you have certain skill sets that most people can't bring to the table. Uh, without much practice right so I don't do exorcisms I'm not a priest you know what Mm -hmm. I mean um 
Those have to be sanctioned and everything like that. That being said, I can do bindings. I can do banishings. Um, I do have certain practices, uh, I guess, again, coming from like uh, witchcraft, like more of a spell, Mm -hmm. herbalistic. Now, would you say that banishings are as effective as an exorcism like what what would be the difference in those two depends on the level of attachment depends on if it's an attachment a possession i mean those are two very different things do you have something that's like in your ear that's following you around or do you have a possession like do you have something that's stuck to you you know what i mean those are two really really different things um i have so many questions like just swirling like a tornado of questions um (laughs) I'm so glad that I took my medication beforehand because my ADHD (laughs) would be fucking going haywire. Um, One question that I did want to ask while it's on my mind, you said that you can have some, something like holding on to somebody um, rather than possessing them entirely. Can it it ever be a good force that's doing that? Uh, I mean, there's spirit guides. Yeah, there's like, so I have a spirit guide. My grandmother's my spirit guide. She passed. I sense her. I believe she gives me direction of, you know, kind of steers me in life. Um, I ask her on certain investigations to protect me. Um, I think that's very different. An attachment, um, is when you have something negatively attached to you that affects your moods, that can affect your dreams. Um, I personally know I've had a demonic attachment. Um, it took me years to get rid of. It took me seeing a shaman, seeing a spiritual healer, seeing a priest. Um, it was intense. And um, it's, you know, people who don't believe in this and stuff, I get it. I get that it sounds crazy, but once you've experienced it or seen people that have experienced it or um, worked firsthand with people that have experienced it, you don't ever forget that. It's intense and it makes me want to help other people that have gone through that because, I mean, how many people can you tell that believe your story and would want to help you? Like, where can you turn for that help, right? Like, I want to be the person that you could turn to. My team wants to be the people you can turn to. And it's insane. We can't, like, it's so amazing to me now that, like, we can't go anywhere in New York without being stopped, And people telling us their stories and like coming up to us for advice and stuff. That's so amazing to me that we just have these people now just asking for us and asking for our advice and just coming to us. That's so incredible to me that they feel like they have somebody that listens or that they have a place they can turn to. I mean, that's all I, all I really want, you know? So do you feel like you bring prayer into the demonology culture because I remember when I was a kid I was about um 10 years old and I was in the room with my grandmother my sister and my cousin I don't remember like why we were all in the same room like sleeping in the same room but suddenly like the door like whipped open and she started praying in Spanish and yeah um, we were all in the same room for that I remember that she had 
she uh, she had actually had a seizure um, because of it. And after that, she told whatever being it was to get out and the door fucking slammed. And I was scared shitless for days. It was well, so even right now talking about I'm going to dive into that a little more as I drop my phone on the ground and make a bump in the night. Um, I was in that room. I don't know if you remember that, because like, obviously, everybody has their own way of dealing with that. And um. Dude, you're in headlights. Yeah. I saw so that thing. What the it's it's weird because I remember it like it was just yesterday, and I remember like <laughs> it was fucking weird. I I ne- don't remember the door ever opening. Um, I remember it shutting, and that was the scariest part. I remember our grandmother, our, our abuela, um, she literally sat up and said, "Leave this room now," and that's when the door shut. And when the door shut, I heard my dad running to the door and trying to open it. And he couldn't at first, which was like what sent shockwaves of fear down my spine. Um, A little bit of a background story on that whole thing is that um, a man killed himself in my sister's room, which we were all staying in. Um, My family visited from New Jersey um, every summer for the most part, or we visited them and Um, It just so happened that they visited us that summer and my sister was going through a lot of um, she was going through a dark time and I feel like it definitely had something to do with that room in general. Um, There was a time that she went to the bathroom and she came back. I slept with my sister um, because it was just like it was a creepy house and I didn't like sleeping alone for whatever reason. Um, I was sleeping in her bed. She came back and there was a man cuddling me like my brother or my father would do. And she went to go touch him to be like, hey, get away from my brother. And he disappeared. And like she wrote it off later on as like uh, her her medication and that she was hallucinating. But like it's weird because I can picture the man um, and I can picture like that whole scene in my head. And I wasn't mm-hmm. awake, but like, it just like, it sends chills down my spine to this day. And then later on that happened with the whole room, um, being shut in it with all of us. And then on top of that, our grandmother had a seizure down the stairs. Um, I don't know if you remember that, but it was, I, I do remember and that and having to bring her into my room and, and eventually having to move out. Yeah, of that Dad fell down the stairs too and broke it. his tailbone. It was a very yeah, messed um, up place. When we were when we were moving, I heard and I thought it was from, you know, sleep deprivation and everything like that because we were trying to get the fuck out of there. But I heard clear as day like get out and fucking my dad fell down the stairs and he to this day says that he was pushed. Jeez. Yeah, there was a lot of uh, believe- supernatural stuff that followed us. I feel like, like throughout our childhood, I don't know what it was like through well, that. And then we then moved into that, a fucking old orphanage. That yep. was even creepier. Um, I can literally um, tell you like my, my father worked nights and I slept in his bed. Cause again, like I was terrible at sleeping by myself. I feel like it was because of like, I like my grandfather just passed away. I just started having those dreams of like the dead entering them and communicating with me. 
And the only thing that would comfort me is sleeping in another bed with somebody, whether it was my sister, my brother, my mm -hmm. father. Um, I just need to like have a grounding in that situation. Um, and my dad just got back from work. I had the covers over my head because I couldn't sleep with it. Like I, I felt exposed always like people were watching me and mm -hmm. my dad, like you see it sticking out the blanket. Huh? Like, yeah, but like I have to have my whole body covered. Um, or like a wall against me. I don't know. It was just some weird, weird thing. Um, so anyways, um, I guess during the night when I was sleeping, he put up a picture of our grandfather, my abuelo, um, who passed away when he was a child. He was not even... It was in 1963. 1964, because dad was born in 63. 1964. Um, yeah. He got decapitated by a drunk driver in a car crash Jesus. and I never yeah. saw a picture of him whatsoever. Wow. And this has happened to all of the siblings, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yes. So he lays down and I have the cover over my head and I said, dad, are you out of bed? And he said, no, why? And I said, there's a man walking around our bed and he's skinny and he looks exactly like you, but he has a mustache instead. And um, he's just walking around like he doesn't seem like he wants to hurt us. It's just like he's like comforting us. And it was the weirdest thing. Like he turned on the lights and everything and like tried to comfort me. But it was like, I don't know how I even could tell, but I could feel the presence. And then the very next day I walk out and I said, Dad, that's that man. And the picture was hanging on our wall. Yeah. It's fucking weird. And that is weird. I mean, I had experiences like that quite often when I was a little kid I would see in my house that I lived in when I was young I would see people that weren't alive <laughs> and it wasn't until we sold the house and the people that bought the house were like hey we don't want this house it's super fucking haunted that I was like see see I'm not crazy I'm not the only so one so my question and like I don't know if I've just kind of ignored it or just um i get such little sleep that it doesn't bother me anymore um but when i was little mm -hmm. i had a very hard time shutting my eyes and not picturing spirits like immediately like i have a very imaginative mind and as soon as i closed mm -hmm. my eyes i could picture their faces and i'm not sure why that yeah. was but i felt like it was definitely something um when I was younger that I was more in tune with that maybe I've stopped like um, stopped entertaining or just like don't have time for spirits anymore. And they're just like, yo, that guy has enough demons. Let's just leave him the fuck alone. <laughs> <laughs> He's old now. Leave him be. Jeez. Um, I think, I think it depends. I think when you're a kid, you know, your imagination can run wild with you and you do get these like, kind of crazy ideas because you're so when you're scared you know your mind plays tricks on you and then on the other hand I mean it's not too crazy to entertain the idea that you know things want to communicate I tell people this all the time like you and I all three of us have children yeah. right I think about this yeah. all the time on investigations a lot of times on our equipment we'll get things like mama nana sadness like back Ugh. to back now if I were to die I've had talks with my team about this like I don't think I would pass 
I really don't. I don't think I would pass over to the other side. As dark and morbid as that sounds, like, I would want to stick around. I'd probably be in purgatory because I don't think I could pass without seeing my kids again. I really don't. I think I would hover over them. I don't think that I'd be like, okay, I'm going to rest easy until I see my kids and reunite with them on the other side. No, legit, I don't think it would be like that for me. So you'd be a fucking haunted helicopter mom. I would. (laughs) I I think I would be, like, tormented over the fact that I was dead and couldn't live with my kids anymore. All we are is energy. Where does that energy go? Like, am I just going to pass over and that energy is just going to fly away into heaven? If if my kids are here, man, I'm not going to be able to leave them. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's just how I feel. Well, like, like it's this feeling that you get inside of you. And I didn't understand it because I didn't have kids at the time. Um, now I have my son and it's, it was in the moment that I was holding him. I was sleep deprived. I was hallucinating like in the hospital. Like I was seeing like evil spirits coming out of the bathroom. I swear to fucking God, it was the scariest thing ever. Um, and it, it, it almost felt like welcome to my it almost life. felt like I was like warding off these these spirits like trying to re-enter the world through him and I was just like no like I will not sleep until like you are gone or daylight breaks or something like it was just something inside uh-huh. of me yeah. and I was looking down at him and I saw like his precious little face and like he'd hold he'd hold my finger yeah. or something and in that moment it's just like I will literally never sleep i will never stop fighting for you even even if that means that i'm going to be on this planet longer than death yeah i think that that's a bond that you can't ever shake as a parent for sure like i will not cross until i cross with you Absolutely. You know what I mean? I'll wait for all three of my kids to cross, Fuck even if it's at different times. <laughs> He's like, yo, I want to see my enemies just fade. <laughs> He's like, my kids, they can cross over, but I am going to watch the world burn. <laughs> yeah, I just want the world to disappear. <laughs> oh, shit. I love it. But, like, I just... I don't know. It's... I'll haunt some other... It's really scary that, um... You mentioned like the mama and the, the like, like little kids and stuff like oh, that. Man. Um, yeah. uh, Spencer, do you mind if I mention it? Shit. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I'm sure he's talked to you about it, but um, my brother's son, Javier, passed away in 2007, eight. Mm. Uh, it was in 2009. 2009. It's kind of hard to miss. I mean, his name is right on my forehead. Yeah. Um, so yeah. it's it's weird because when um, his then wife was pregnant, or they just lost the baby, actually, and we were sitting there. Um, and Ugh. honestly, no, 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 no. I think she was still pregnant. I don't know. It's like it's such a tormented no, memory was... that like is weird. Um, either way, we were in an apartment building with zero children. My sister lived next door with her kid. Um, actually, was Tatum even born? No, that's incorrect. Malik. Uh, yes. Okay. So it, it, there weren't any babies is what I'm getting at. I was sitting okay. 
on at the dining table with her and we were both sitting there and clear as fucking day a baby screaming bloody murder from their room yeah. uh, like yeah. clear as day now mind you I was there too I was sitting at the table and I don't remember and that. you didn't hear anything but like me and me and your life at the time did and it was just like it was weird because I, I always felt like I don't know like I'm not trying to say like an, I'm any sort of empath or anything like that but I always felt like I was spiritual and at that moment I felt mm -hmm. like me and her kind of connected on that spiritual level and we're like hey like we both hear this like we're both here for this what the fuck is it sort of thing um, yeah, and that always stuck definitely times. there was definitely times where I felt him there um we had the crib and i had to get rid of it it was in our mm -hmm. room and uh my stepson at the time um had come to my ex-wife and uh he said something really creepy he was like Shh, the baby's sleeping and mm -hmm. um he kept telling her that you know you have to be quiet because you're gonna wake him up mm -hmm. I, I can't even tell you how many uh, people have come to me whose babies, small children, have passed um, and told me that they hear them. Like, actually hear them crying. Or toys will be. And I don't know if that's like a, a. And I'm just trying to be a realist at some point. I don't know if that's a sign for PTSD like our, or if yeah. if it's genuinely like spirits like reaching out and like, hey, I'm still here sort of thing. Don't forget <laughs> about me. But it's just it's so I fucking disheartening hearing parents talk about it because yeah. it's just like you can't win. And like I saw my brother go through it for years. Um, it's, it's yeah, dude, it sucks. can't imagine. I really can't. But I think it can be both, you know, like I do know of instances um, I've seen it where uh, the energy sticks around for whatever reason. They're still human. They might be babies, but they're still Absolutely. human. They still they still know you're their their dad. No, um, not uh, to like, yeah. I like I don't know for some reason I just really want to segue off from this subject, um, because I <laughs> yeah, just... bringing me the fuck down. <laughs> My energy levels are just like whoa, um. Yeah. I had Super two depressed. different things that I wanted to bring up. Um, so in a more serious tone, how dangerous mm -hmm. is your job? I mean, listen, I've gone, it's, it's been intense. I've gone to work at my other job where like somebody was like, um, pretty much told me they didn't want to be around me. <laughs> they were like, um, I'm sensing like your energy and like, like something's with you. And, um, I don't want to be alone in the back room. I mean, it's, I think it's always been intense for me, even before this team, like I've always been a boundary pusher. I've always, the way I was raised, like I said, like openly communicating, I guess with the dead. Um, I've always had experiences my whole life with the paranormal. Um, I started doing my own shit at like 12 years old where my friends and I would like back up and go to haunted spots in Vermont. You know what I mean? So 
now it just pushed the limits a little bit because now I'm into the much darker of it. I mean, demonology is dangerous. I'm dealing with dark side all the time. Not just that, but on investigations, I'm not always, I'm just the limit pusher. I'm the first one to be like, I will go into this dark little crawl space and I will tell it to touch Mm me. I will tell it to communicate with me. Like I really do open myself. So you're basically the scout for your team. Um, not because they make me or ask me, but because I volunteer yeah. to. I choose to be the vessel. Um, because I'm so intrigued and I want more. Like, I remember on that that I told you, like, it chilled me to my bone and contacted with on such a way. It was bullfrog cat getting touched. And I remember being like, listen, motherfucker, I'm so bored. What the fuck? I've asked you to touch me like 10 times. Like, why is he getting touched? Just touch me. Use my body. Like, enter me. And sure enough. (laughs) Sorry, the 12-year-old boy in my head is just like, touch me and feel me. (laughs) (laughs) Like, Like, anything. Do anything. And then, like, my hair got yanked. And you were just like, night, "Ooh, like, daddy!" And <laughs> like, the creepy. I so I was in this. It wasn't just a closet. It was a dark closet, and in the closet was a boarded up crawl space. I also went into that. No lights, boarded up crawl space. But anyway, when I was sitting in this closet, you know it. Oh yeah. From yep. Um, the hand. Ooh. From Adam's family. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So it, uh, the it. cousin named it. I don't think that's the cousin. It is the hairy dude. It's thing. Yes. Is thing. it thing? Okay. So <laughs> yeah. It's been forever. You'd think I would know. Right? Like, um, Morticia, but listen. So, um, it felt just like that hand went right up the back of my head. It was insane. Like fingers. All the way up the back of my head to my forehead, really fast. Like I could feel all five fingers crawl up the back of my head. It like so heavy on the back of my head too, like a heavy hand. It was. I was just like, oh, well, I asked for it. Oh, <laughs> oh I got creepy. it. But I get. I always do that. Like, um, whenever I'm I'm on an investigation, whether I say it in my head or out loud, I'm like. Come on, motherfucker, you little pussy. Are we going to play in the dark or what? <laughs> am I wasting my time? What am I doing here tonight? Let's God, go. I <laughs> I would love to fucking join an investigation one time. Like, just just to get the feel for it. Oh, you guys It'd be so awesome. Should. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm going to pass. Dude, I don't know. Like, I just, like, I... I was like that when I was younger too. If I like was alone and I had to like fake my bravery, I'd do the same thing. I'd be like, "Come on out, pussy! I'm I'm here. I got a baseball bat. I don't know how it's gonna hurt you, but uh, I got you." I mean, I've <laughs> always been that kid though. Like I was always the kid that's like, "I'm gonna say Bloody Mary three times in the dark by myself." You know what I See, mean? See, I'm like, gonna stop you right there. Always... I'm an adult. Mm-hmm. I have, I I refuse (laughs) to fucking say that shit out loud because I just, I can feel that I will be that one unlucky kid. I'm 25 years old, mind you, that unlucky kid. Um, 
yeah. will be that one unlucky person to fucking either die from the Candyman or die from Bloody Mary. Like I just will be that person. Um, yeah, <laughs> I'm. I'm just constantly pushing the boundaries because I just good or bad, negative or not, I just want the answers. Like, you know, like my whole life's goal is to seek answers. Uh, to seek answers. Like, I just, I mean, when I'm not researching places for investigations or the history of investigations or, you know, I'm reading books on demonology and, and not just that, but witchcraft and I also... Um, study occult and uh, again voodoo santeria um i just it's my whole life it's what i do it's all i do i'm super weird i don't get no that's (laughs) that's not weird at all i I literally wrote a book about fucking (laughs) lewis and clark and sacagawea and like werewolves and witches and shit like that so i definitely am right there with you on the weird level um i did want to ask because i'm just at out of curiosity um when it comes to like the shows like there's a ghost whisperer there's medium there's um what's another one fucking ghost Ghost adventures Adventures, ghost hunters Hunters. there there was another one that like so there's ghost whisperer and then there's medium and then there's another one that i can't remember the name of where it's like a girl oh fuck it's gonna bother me Uh, i'm not sure oh uh dead maybe um and then there's also there's also this um show and i'm trying to fucking remember what it's called it's um with the doctor that sees dead people uh i'm not sure my wife actually started me on that show it's um fuck saving hope where he has like a like a two he gets into a car crash he's in a coma and he like helps people Oh, is this like yeah? A but one so my question is: oh, okay. is like, so, out of all yeah. of that media, who do you feel like you um relate to the most, like personality-wise? It doesn't even have to be. Um, I'm like super ashamed to say it. No, no, no. Go ahead. <laughs> no. <laughs> I can't. Um, so, okay. First of all, I'll start by saying, like, since I've started to do this, I really don't fucks with ghost shows very because much Because they're anymore. probably super inaccurate. Uh, um, just because I, I don't know. I guess I just am, like, I don't, one, I don't have time for a lot of TV now. Um, I'm super busy. And two, um... Maybe a little frustrated. I'm like, have they been up for 36 hours because of an investigation? Yeah. How, like, you know, like I did. I don't know. But um, so I really do, and I don't, I wouldn't say I'm like him, but like I really do love Ghost Adventures. I love Zach Baggins. I really do. Like, I don't care what anyone says. Um, our team has like connections to some of the people on his team, and um. Like, I don't think he's as douchey as people think. Um, But I like his stuff the most because they actually go to, like, credible places. Now, um... um, He's really good at marketing himself. He's, like, bet he is a brand, and he's really good at, like, selling that brand at the very Mm -hmm. least. Now, you said that they go to um, specific places. Have you... And this is... 
this like is for haunted places. We're, we're so this is for uh, the locals of this area that are listening. Have you ever visited yeah. Cherry Hill? Um, no, but we're going to be going to like all those. We have some like crazy investigation spots lined up. I'm talking like some crazy asylums. So, very like you know the places. church that people are getting married in on the old base now in Plattsburgh. That yeah. used to be boarded yeah. the fuck up. And I remember specifically mm-hmm. as a child hearing that, like, a police officer went in there after hearing, like, a disturbance, and he responded to the call, and then yeah. he came out, and he fucking yes. quit. Like, he quit with no explanation. Well, you know, we did our first, we did our first episode really? on the base. Uh, that yeah. place is just, like, I don't know, where, where did you do, like, can you give mm-hmm. away where you did the episode? Yeah, we did Okay. Um, do you... Have you ever been into the old base gym, which is now like the YMCA? Okay, so there's yeah, course, um, yeah. we played basketball a lot, and whenever like a basketball would like go towards the basement, um, it was just like a pure darkness, like pure dark, like you could see the stairs. It was just illuminated by like the white from the fluorescent lights of the basketball court, and then that was it. Like it just cut off into like a blanket of darkness, um, and you could like just sense that there was something in that fucking basement like just waiting for you to just grab you and drag you the fuck down yeah the whole the whole place i mean think about the history that's happened on this can you guys hear my dogs going crazy yeah you're you're good it's fine um Um, my my other uh co-host on altered legacy his fucking two dogs his two huskies never shut up to the point where like i can differentiate their their uh barks (laughs) oh my 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 son's friend's dad just came, so my dogs are like, I'm going to act like I'm not two inches tall. So, I mean, if you think about all that's happened there, it's crazy. I know our pilot episode, without disclosing anything, is super, super cool. You guys are going to have to watch on Paraflix crossover discoveries because of the activity we got there. Um, so... I mean, that whole place is lit up. I remember the first investigation I did with my team. We did. We were like, fuck it. Let's go to the old base Mm. cemetery. And so we had this device that we use, which is just like white noise. That's all it is. It's like static white noise. It's just this machine that goes just white noise. And spirits can communicate. They can use energy to communicate through this white noise. Um, and like, if you're lucky, you'll get a voice um, that'll communicate through this white noise. And uh, one of my teammates asked it, you know, do you know who's here with you? If so, can you say our name? I swear to God, this blew my mind on ways that I have just, I mean, it was absolutely brilliant. It not only said my name frank's name the girl's name that we brought with us said bullfrog that's like the weird. most obscure name ever and we got it all on video. now and this is where the skeptics are going to be like yeah yeah this is where you heard yeah, that you yeah. you heard your name and then everybody thought that they heard their name no this is definite proof that you heard and, and I yeah. like that. Like, you guys yeah. actually s- seeked out the truth. Yeah, and then, now started. I'm, like, I'm like, quite curious. Was... If you hear a static, it's because I'm turning on my, my son's uh, baby monitor. 
and I'm seeing if it kind of sounds like yeah. this. I don't know if it's going to do it. Hold on. Mm. It's called the Spirit Why the fuck box. isn't it? So usually it turns on and like immediate static turns on. <laughs> no, yeah, I have. Oh, man, it's a VTech. And it's weird because like I had my son yeah. with me downstairs in the basement and it started doing the static, which is usually like his movement. And I'm like, uh, okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it was like it blew my mind, like such because there's like it was an intelligent response, right? Like it wasn't residual. It wasn't like there's residual hauntings. There's intelligent hauntings. It wasn't like this person died and they don't know they're dead and they're just reliving every day on loop no this thing is intelligently interacting with us like the, it, it was just amazing see it like this is maybe this is just me as like a i don't know um an aspiring fucking podcaster i would love to do an interview with a fucking ghost like you know how cool that would be <laughs> like you know how there's like the interview yeah, with the vampire all... movie oh hey hunter like that's why i'm doing this job like do you know yeah my whole like life just talk to one like it just open communication like, and we ask like we talk about this as a team all the time like we want to ask it the craziest questions like do you know the date? Well, like today? it's not even that that popped into my mind. It's the fact that they knew all of your names what i would want to ask them is where do you get your knowledge from like, do you see uh, it everything. in, like, like, your space that you're looking you at? Or, pain? like... Yeah. Do you feel sadness? Do you Do you, like, communicate with like, other spirits? Like, like is there, like, a whole fraternity that we're missing out on? And they're, like, trashing mm -hmm. fucking frat houses? And then... <laughs> I would ask it, like, every... Like, what do you think when you see me get naked? Like, <laughs> See, and this is why video? I asked at the beginning, and off-air, I was like, have you had any sexual relations with a spirit? <laughs> no, but that does happen with people. That does, like... You would be surprised how many countless... In my demonology research, how many countless encounters and there are of people of, being like, like... You didn't answer us what? in the beginning... And you still kind of dodged the question, so... What? Sexual relations what? with a spirit. <laughs> um, okay, so I personally do not get okay. down with ghosts. I mean, um, is it the underwear but, on the Wednesday like, and it's Friday kind of thing? I mean... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how I would feel if I woke up and there was like a fat ghost man grunting on top of me i don't like i don't know if i would just let him finish because he's dead and i feel bad like okay you're you're dead so i guess like this sucks for you i guess i should just let you finish i don't know what huh. i would do honestly. so i i was just curious um because i was like this is weird um fucking Apparently, you can marry ghosts in China, and they can apparently be deadly. Dead. Oh, well, okay, so, like, biblically, if you, I mean, have sex with a ghost... Are you I holy? Mean, that'll fuck shit up and, like, end the world, like you're talking Catastrophic about. Catastrophic like, events. 
Like hurricanes yeah. and fucking tornadoes. Um, like, did somebody fuck a ghost and then all of the wind got unleashed on the North Country? Because that's what it felt like. Like it says you're not supposed to have sex. That's with like spirits. Oh, this is this but... is what I was looking for specifically. Have you heard of Amanda Large Teague? Teague, like uh, Jeff Teague, the basketball player. Um, She married the ghost of a Haitian pirate in 2016, but had to undergo a depossession after she said he made her sick. She said she was meditating the first time she said she met the ghost of a 300-year-old Haitian pirate. She thought he was rude to interrupt her solitude, so she told him to leave. Then he showed up again. Oh, okay. So you told a ghost to leave and he didn't listen. Gotcha. Uh, if I do it, I'm going to like, marry a Korean toilet ghost. Um, and then she said, <laughs> God, I feel bad for the Korean toilet ghost that I have taken like the wildest deuces on them. Like, you're not haunting my booty hole oh anytime. God. I'm just saying. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so apparently his name was Jack Teague. He later claimed that, um, he inspired the character of Captain Jack Sparrow in the Pirates of Caribbean movies. Experts challenge these assertions. Yeah. Uh, so okay, this it. bitch is fucking crazy. Like she, I don't know. I mean, he's ghost. Is he though? Like, did he, was she just crazy or did she actually marry a ghost? No, that's fucking okay. batshit crazy. That's, Thank you. That's insane. Yeah, that's insane. I like. I know people think it's crazy that I mm-hmm. talk to ghosts, right? But like, I'm not trying to fucking marry one. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, I mean, we we have enough trouble with the living. So, I'm, I'm, not I'm, I'm not trying to marry one of those. I either, just figured out so. why um why people well, marry well, ghosts yeah. in China is so they're not um lonely in the afterlife, and so they can have a proper burial. Because if you're not married, you do not yeah. get a proper burial in China. Oh, well, they, uh, how they, does that work with taxes? They, they marry the they they bind the bones together. I remember seeing that on an episode of Bones. Oh, that's fucking um, weird. That's pretty. I don't know why that just turned on. <laughs> binding oh. of the bones. Because he said bone. He, he, he said what? bone, and you're like, bone? Where's the I bone? literally got the image of, like, tying bones together, and I just, like, <laughs> mm, I don't know. Did oh, it shit. Me? On that note, um, where can we see your TV show again? So it's called The Crossover Discoveries, and it's on a network called Paraflix. If you subscribe to Paraflix, um, if you go to the Crossover Discoveries page, there's like a discount code. It's not very much. It comes out around New Year's. Um, It's a little later than we expected because production is crushing it, and they did such a good job, and they wanted to make sure it was perfect. Not going to name names, but I was told it was going to come out in like November, but whatever. I know, but you know what? what? Honestly, I like when I see production (laughs) teams do that and take their time rather than rush a product because then you get... Uh, And we all said that as a team. We were like, dude, you guys, you take your time. Like our um, production, Damien, 
Um, it's it's so funny because like awesome. it, as the people that are on the team, I'm sure you're like, well, we did like that portion of the work. Now you have the hard work of editing it all and making it look good. <laughs> he literally exactly. has all of the hard work. Like I just had to show up and like do my shit for a couple days and he has like months of work. Yeah. Massive. So a man of work. And not only that, but like we're mic'd up the entire Oh, I'm fucking shoot myself. I'm not gonna lie. When we're not when we're not being filmed and like somebody else is being filmed, yep. I'm part of the investigation. So it's just our bullshit of us talking for like an extra like forty five minutes that they have to go through. Like your producer probably hates stuff. all of you. They're just like, fucking stop talking while other people are talking, and now I have to edit it all. <laughs> no, especially me. I'm sure especially me. But, um, I mean, he's just brilliant. Damien is just brilliant at what he does. So I'm okay with it taking longer because for me that, I mean, our team just knows that it's just going to be that much better. So the crossover discoveries on Paraflex around new year's um, subscribe, watch us. It means the world to us. Like people have been so overwhelmingly awesome and um, we are living. I know for me personally, living my dream, like getting to do what I absolutely love what I've spent my whole life wanting to do um, and so it means everything That's awesome. to me. Well we really enjoyed having you on the show John. Yeah that oh, was definitely a great much, time. Um, on that note obviously if you haven't already subscribed to Nerds Are Us fucking hit that subscribe button um, turn on notifications so you're notified when there's a new episode which is updated every single Monday um, follow us on Instagram at we are nerds are us um and get the latest nerdy news. Um, this episode's promo will be posted on that Instagram, so um, be sure to check that out. We will have our website up and running. I mean, it's up, but it's not like running. <laughs> it's like it, uh, it's it's idling right now. Um, Baby steps, bitch. It's a hard start, <laughs> bud. <laughs> yeah. It's walking. Um, so it's walking. yeah. Um. Anyways, fucking. Stay nerdy and podcast out. I'm going to stay nerdy for sure. Fuck yeah.